Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. That's where we're going to be. We're going to read a bunch of texts and then we're going to break it down. And then we're going to be done. Um, also, let's keep uh, Ariane in prayer. Usually I don't do worship and I'm not Ariane. And so they had texted me at 5.30 in the morning and they had to take her to the ER. And so, um, Ariane, if you're watching, why? Because you're in the ER. But we're glad you are. We're praying for you and uh, praying for Ben as he's there supporting her. But uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. For those of you that are new, Ariane is the one that leads worship here. So you're like, who's Ariane? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. This is Jesus speaking, okay? So in your Bible, it might be in red. Uh, here's a great thing about when Jesus speaks. If he says something that offends you, you can take it up with him, not me. And so, uh, so Jesus, he, he's about to dive in into a heavy topic, okay? Uh, but it's, it's a great topic. And so I, I want to preface with that because I want you to know, again, if you get mad... Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is Jesus. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is life, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Okay, Jesus. Verse 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. This morning, briefly for the next 20-ish minutes, I want to talk to you from the subject, fix your focus. Fix your focus. As we're closing out our series, Seek First, uh, the series has uh, revolved around this idea of prioritizing what is important. And uh, I want to talk to you from the subject, Fix Your Focus. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here this morning to worship you. God, I pray right now. That as, uh, as I speak, God, that it would be more than just words. Holy Spirit, you know what each person in this room needs to hear. You know that I cannot do it, but I know that you can, Holy Spirit. So we just acknowledge you as our guest of honor this morning. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say amen. 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 So uh, I, I love football. Um, I love the Niners. And so I was invited a couple weeks back to a friend's house. They were watching the game. And um, 
And so I'm driving there, and as I'm driving there, I'm listening to the game on the radio. Now, if you are unaware, the radio always goes faster than what the TV is, okay? But there's some people here who, who don't have cable, but they have, they're, they're cable cutters. So they have internet television, right? And internet television is even more delayed than regular cable. And so I'm prefacing with that because I'm listening to the game. It's, 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 a, it's a stressful moment, okay? I'm in my car, I'm driving, and it's third and long, and the quarterback needs to get the first down. He has not been throwing the ball well at all up until this point. And so I'm just going to a dark place. I'm sorry, forgive me. Uh, I'm thinking, man, that's it. We lost the game. It's not going to happen. And I'm just getting all sad. As I'm driving, the, 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 the person on the radio says that the quarterback throws the ball. The receiver caught it for the first down, and he ran it in for the touchdown. And I'm like, glory, I knew it. I knew it, Jesus. You, I knew you were going to pull through. And, uh, and, and so, so I, I, I'm excited now because I know that they're, they're, they're winning. They're, they're going to win the game. I get to my friend's house. I knock on the door. And have you ever walked into a place that just feels very down, very negative? Like the environment there is very toxic feeling. So I, I go, knock on the door. I'm happy because I know what happened. And I knock on the door. They, they, I go inside, and everyone in there is, is mad. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, why are you guys mad? The Niners just scored. And I look at the TV, and they're like three plays behind. And I'm, and I'm like, guys, it's okay. It's going to be. I don't want to spoil it for them. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling them, guys, it's okay. You don't have to worry. They're going to do it. I believe. Just believe. <laughs> Jay, right? I'm very optimistic at this point. They can do anything, you know. Um, and so, so and, and they're like, shut up. You know, they're telling me, to, they're, like, they're like, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be positive. And they're just, I'm like, no, 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 just, just it's okay. Okay. And so, um, and they're, they're pacing. How many pacers are in this room that when they watch games, you're like, <sighs> some of y'all didn't even know you speak in tongues until that moment. You're like, what? <sighs> and so, so here, here they are, right? They're, 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 they're super down. And then the play that I listen to on the radio happens. And they, they, he catches the ball. He runs past the first down. He runs it into the end zone. And the place erupts. They're like, wow. They're excited. And they did what I did. They're like, we knew it. <laughs> we knew it. And they're, they're super excited. And I was like, I told y'all you didn't have to worry. And they said, you did not say that. I was like, no, no, I promise you. I, I said, you don't have to worry. We didn't hear you. And what's amazing to me is that though I told them they didn't have to worry, because their focus was on something else, now we're getting to the message, because their focus was on something else, they weren't able to hear what I was telling them. 
because I was like, hey, you don't have to worry. I knew the outcome of the game. Friends, we got to know that there is a God that knows the outcome of our story. And he's trying to tell us, hey, you don't have to worry. But as long as I'm focused on the game, I neglect to hear what he's telling me. And this is exactly what Jesus is alluding to in our text this morning in Matthew chapter 6. He's alluding, he spends the next seven verses talking about a subject that every single person, including myself, can resonate with. This topic of worry. Now, with, with, with this idea of worry, there are millions of individual reasons why you can worry. There are a million reasons why I can worry. But I want to submit to you this morning that with all the worry that there is, there's three categories that majority of worry falls in. And it's this. The first category is necessity-driven worry. So necessity-driven worry, that, 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 that's worry that comes when we're thinking, man, how, how am I going to pay for rent? Where is my food going to come from? Where is my shelter going to come from? Necessity-driven. And so these, these are things that, that they're not wants. It's just a necessity. Right? And so the first category, necessity-driven worry. The second category that I think if, if, if necessity-driven worry is, is not where you, your worry is coming from, Perhaps it's this, it's health-driven worry. And so that can be uh, physical health, that can be mental health, that can be emotional health. And so uh, this, this, I, this category right here, category number two, uh, health-driven worry, that's, man, I just got this diagnosis. What am I going to do? I just found out that my mom is sick. I just found out that my little brother is sick. I just found out, right? And so all of this, these, these, in this category, this worry, it's, it's health-driven worry. And so we have necessity-driven worry. We have health-driven worry. And then we have possession-driven worry. Possession-driven worry. And possession-driven worry, it's worrying about sustaining or maintaining things that I want but not necessarily need. So for some of you, this uh, possession-driven worry, the, the worry that you have stems from the house that you purchased that you know you probably shouldn't have purchased because it was way more expensive than what you could pay for. And now you're like, how do I pay for it? Or that car that you really, really wanted. That worry, the possession-driven worry of maintaining and sustaining something that I wanted but I didn't necessarily need. And so we have these three categories that I think all of worry or most, most all worries can fit into one of these three categories. And here's what I find very interesting. Jesus identifies these three categories in verse 
25 of Matthew chapter 6. In fact, I think we have it on the screen. If not, I'll make it up. I'm just kidding. We don't have it. So it's cool. So Matthew chapter, we do. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink, necessity driven, worry. Or about your body, health driven worry. Or what you will wear, possession driven worry. And so Jesus, in this verse, verse 25, he's He's, he's telling us that, that all these, these, these three categories exist that worry can stem from. And then he says this. Jesus, this is where Jesus starts picking away and, uh, and he, he starts getting a little feisty. Because he says, isn't life more than these things anyway? To which I'm like, wow, Jesus, where's your compassion? Where's your heart? And then in verse 26 through 30, Jesus compares you and me to birds and flowers. It's true. We read it. Jesus, he, he's saying, uh, isn't life more than these things? And then, and then he's like, he, he said, look, look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. And they know that God provides for them. And then he says this, and I'm sorry, Sonoma County, because I know you love animals. He says, but aren't you more precious than the birds? Maybe not the eagles, but majority <laughs> of the birds. He, he said, aren't you more precious than the birds? And then he said, look at the flowers. Flowers are pretty. They're gorgeous. And he says, the flowers, they don't have to weave their beauty into who they are. They, God just took care of them. And then, and then he says, Jesus says that even Solomon, with all the wealth that he had, and all the clothes that he had, and all the gold that he had. Even Solomon couldn't compare to the beauty of the flower. And Jesus said the flower had to do nothing to get that beauty. And aren't you more precious than the flowers? And so in this moment, Jesus, he... He's trying to get his audience, he's trying to get his listeners to just lean in a little bit. He's trying to get them to, to think like, oh, you have a point. Flowers are beautiful. Jesus, you have a point. I am more precious than, bird, than a bird. And then Jesus says this. He says, by you worrying, worry, worrying, can you add a single hour to your life? Friends, if you're not offended yet, that did it right there. Jesus said to them, he said, you're worrying about what you wear. You're worrying about food. You're worrying about your health. The birds don't worry. The flowers don't worry. So why are you worrying? He, he said, what, by you worrying, what does that do? 
And so in this moment, I think Jesus, he's, he's acknowledging the fact that you and I have every reason to worry. I don't think he's, I don't think he's necessarily trying to say, pop, pop, get in the game, you're fine. I think Jesus, he's under, he understands the humanity of life and our emotions. He understands those things that are causing you to worry. And so, so he, he, he understands it, but, but he's trying to help to fix our focus. He, he's trying to help us understand that I get the fact that you are worrying, but what does that do? What does it do when I worry? Does it change my situation? Thank you. One of the youth are like, no. It, it, it changes nothing. And so Jesus, he's trying to get his audience to understand that there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to focus on life when hardships happen. And then he gets to verse 32, and Jesus says this, For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He said, for the pagans run after. What Jesus is doing in this moment, he's differentiating between his followers and everyone else. He's like, Here's how people who don't know me, who aren't followers of me, how they respond. They chase after these things. He said, but you got to be different. I have to be different. He said, the pagans, they, they, the, the pagans, so they, they, they chase after, they chase after these things. What things? What they're going to wear, the possessions, those things that cause worry. And they're chasing after these things because they think that these things are the cause of their worry. See, some of you here this morning, you believe that if this one thing that is causing you to worry is removed, that you will no longer worry. And you may not worry for a little bit, but I promise you something else will take its place. And so Jesus, in verse 32, he's letting his audience know, hey, don't chase after these things thinking that they will fill the void to make you not worry. Things are not what removes worry from your life. Now, I know, I, I know that you're, you have to be thinking, because as I'm studying for this, I'm thinking, God, that makes no sense. Because we, we're taught. We're, we're, we're taught as humans that, that I just need to fill my life with stuff so that I'm not worried about stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so I get, I get the tension, and if there's tension right now between what I'm saying and what you're living and what you're feeling, that's a good sign. Because Jesus is speaking to you this morning. 
He said, for the pagans run after these things, chasing these things because they think that's the answer to their worry. But guess what? The Heavenly Father knows what you need. And then in verse 33, Jesus will finally get to the very point of this whole message right here. But i got to warn you, what we're about to read in verse 33. It's very simple in nature, but the application is hard. And what Jesus is about to say, the answer of how we address worry, he's going to flip the script. Because again, he just said, for the pagans... For those who are non-followers, they think things and stuff is what the answer is, okay? And Jesus, is, he's about, to, he's about to, to give us the answer, if you will, the, the way that you and I should, should see worry. Okay, you guys ready? That's a teaser, right? Because I'm done. We're going to finish that next Sunday. And so uh, you guys can stand, and we're going to pray. And I'm just kidding. What if I was? That'd be so horrible. That'd be so horrible. So verse 33. And this, this, this is the verse that has been our theme verse for the entire month. Do we have that up there, Josh? He says, but seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. I told you. I told you. It's simple. It's, it's, you, it's simple. You, you were probably like, all right, he's going to give us the answer to life. Woo! But Jesus, he said in verse 33, he said, but seek first his kingdom. In his righteousness. See, what Jesus had did, what Jesus just did in this moment, he took our focus from, uh, from worrying, stemming from things, and he's moving our focus to him. I know, I know, it's simple, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Je Jesus is saying after seven verses of do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. It's not about stuff. It's not about your clothes. It's not about what you don't have. He said the issue of your worry is your focus is on the wrong thing. He said your focus should not be on the job you're about to lose should not be on the bill that you can't pay, the diagnosis that you just got. He said that is not where your focus is. He said your focus should be first on me. And the reason for that is because when my focus is on him, no matter else what, no matter else, What's going on with no matter else, no matter what else is happening. <laughs> no matter what else is happening. That was right, right, Janice? My focus is on him. 
See, again, when, it, when it's on things, when it's on a lack of something, then uh, whenever it's filled, I feel good. But then when it's missing, I'm worrying again. But Jesus, he, he, said, he said, but seek first my kingdom. What is he talking about with my kingdom? This is, this is a, menta- a mentality that places him above everything. So seek first his kingdom. Seek first the mentality that his kingdom reigns above everything. And so if he reigns over everything, here's the great news, he has access to everything. So put Put first, he said, seek first his kingdom, this idea that I am recognizing that God, that I'm placing God as the head, the lead over every aspect of my life. And then he says, and and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. His righteousness is understanding the mentality of the, the, the character of who God is. He's a righteous God. He's he's a righteous God. And this is important because I have to understand the character of God. Because when I understand the character of God, no matter what's happening, who he is doesn't shift in my mind. See, if I don't understand who God is, every time something goes wrong, I'm thinking, God, where are you? When I can't pay my bill, God, what, 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 where are you at? When, when he doesn't heal me, I'm like, God, I thought you were my healer. But I have to understand, like, God, who you are. So that when I'm sick, I'm still like, God, you are my healer. When I can't pay my bill, God, you still are my provider. God, when I'm fearful, God, you still are my strength. And so I'm building on the character of God. And so Jesus said, seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness. And then all of these things will be added, will be given to you as well. What is he talking about with all these things? Those very things that you were worrying about. The very things that were bringing you down, those very things that were stressing you out, those very things that feels like just so much weight on you. He said, seek me first, seek my kingdom, seek, his right, seek my righteousness, and then all of these things will be added unto you. Fixing my focus, fixing my focus that, that it's not on the game, it's not on what's happening on the TV, but I'm, I'm, I'm fixing my focus on the one who knows. The Alpha, the Omega, beginning and the end. Because he loves you and he cares for you. He just wants you to put him first. Amen, somebody?